Hey, y'all, we're going to continue our journey through the judges with our friend Gideon, who is a scaredy cat, but yet God sees him and calls him mighty. And that's the thing. God works through us when we make ourselves available and yield to him. It has nothing to do with our talents or abilities or anything about us at all, but it has everything to do with him and our availability and willingness to give ourselves to him. He equips those who he's appointed and who those who are willing and those who lay down their lives for the sake of God. God doesn't call the brave. He makes the brave called. So he makes brave the called. Sorry. <laughs> and we see time and time again, obedience is better than bravado. And he will work through us if we simply allow him and make ourselves available to him. And we see that time and time again through these judges and their stories. And the courage, the true courage of a person is really when we follow God in the midst of our fear, even though we're afraid, we boldly follow God regardless of anything that we're feeling. So we'll see what happens next for our friend Gideon in chapter 7, verse 1. So Jerub of all, that is Gideon, and his army got up early and went as far as the spring of Herod. The armies of Midian were camped north of them in the valley near the hill of Marah. The Lord said to Gideon, you have too many warriors with you. If I let all of you fight the Midianites, the Israelites will boast to me that they save themselves by their own strength. Therefore, tell the people, whoever is timid or afraid may leave this mountain and go home. So 22,000 of them left and went home, leaving only about 10,000 who were willing to fight. So first he sends home the other scaredy cats, but Gideon himself is still afraid, but he's trusting God. In verse 4, But the Lord told Gideon, There are still too many. Bring them down to the spring, and I will test them to determine who will go with you and who will not. So this is definitely the opposite of what an army would be doing as they prepare for battle, reducing their men because they have too many warriors. That's not usually what, what a battle plan is, but God has a plan, and God will bring forth his will. In verse 5, when Gideon took his warriors down to the water, the Lord told him, Divide the men into two groups. In one group, put all those who cup, their, cup the water in their hands and lap it up with their tongues like dogs. In the other group, put all those who kneel down and drink with their mouths in the stream. Only 300 of the men drank from their hands, and all of the others got down on their knees and drank with their mouths in the stream. The Lord told Gideon, With these 300 men, I will rescue you and give you victory over the Midianites. Send all the others home. So Gideon collected the provisions and ram's horns of the other warriors and sent them home. But he kept the 300 men with him. So here we have God weakening the army to prove that this is God that's going to be working through them and winning this war on their behalf. And when God wants to use us, a lot of times he'll first weaken us with our environment or situations. They may look bleak. They may look impossible. And that's when God can step in. And when we really, truly, 100% lean on him and trust him with all of our hearts, he can step in and he can move because we get out of the way so that he can move. So then we'll continue on. The, Midi the Midianite camp was in the valley just below Gideon. That night the Lord said, Get up, go down into the Midianite camp, for I have given you victory over them. But if you are afraid to attack, go down to the camp with your servant Pira. Listen to what the Midianites are saying, and you will be greatly encouraged. Then you will be eager to attack. 
So Gideon took Parai and went down to the edge of the enemy camp. The armies of the Midian, Amalek, and the people of the east had settled in the valley like a swarm of locusts. Their camels were like grains of sand on the seashore, too many to count. Gideon crept up, just as a man was telling his companion about a dream. The man said, I had this dream, and in my dream a loaf of barley bread came tumbling down into the Midianite camp. It hit a tent, turned it over, and knocked it flat. So we're going to pause again here. A couple of things. God will patiently deal with us when we're wavering in our faith. He will be so patient, and he will get our faith where it needs to be for him to move. He is so patient and so compassionate with Gideon, and he gets him. He, he lets him hear this dream to encourage him and give him the faith that he needs for God to trust God, for God to move through them. And the Gideon tribe were the bread providers for the Midianites. They were the they made the barley and the bread, and that was the payment to the Midianites to reserve their lives, to prevent them from killing them. They would give them their bread. So here we have a loaf of bread knocking their camp, their tent camp flat. Like a loaf of bread normally can't knock a tent flat, but in the dream, it knocks it flat. The the bread loaf knocks it out. God is going to knock them down, and so he sees this dream, and it encourages him. We'll see in verse 14. His companion answered, Your dream can mean only one thing. God has given Gideon, son of Joash the Israelite, victory over the Midianite and all its allies. When Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, he bowed in worship before the Lord. Then he returned to the Israelite camp and shouted, Get up, for the Lord has given you victory over the Midianite hordes. He divided the 300 men into three groups and gave each of the men a ram's horn and a clay jar with a torch in it. So he's saying, look, let's go ahead. Enter like God sent you there because he did. He sent them there and he's like, look, get up. Let's go boldly in verse 17. Then he said to them, keep your eyes on me. When I come to the edge of the camp, do just as I do. As soon as I and those with me blow the ram's horns, blow your horns too all around the entire camp and shout for the Lord and for Gideon. It was just after midnight, after the changing of the guard, when Gideon and the 100 men with him reached the edge of the Midianite camp. Suddenly, they blew the ram's horns and broke their clay jars. Then all three groups blew their horns and blew, broke their jars, and they held the blazing torches in their left hands and the horns in their right hands, and they all shouted, A sword for the Lord and for Gideon. So, here we have them breaking their jars, and first we need to sh we need to break the pitcher that's concealing our light and let the light shine. They break their jars, and it brings forth that light. And second, blow your trumpet, carry the gospel out, proclaim God's victory. And they do just that, and there's a big, huge commotion. There's noise in the camp, and the it's nighttime. There's confusion. The Midianites hear this big clashing noise, and it sounds like swords clanking together in the night, and they see these big flashes of lights all around them, and they think there's hordes of armies coming after them, that they're going to be attacked by this huge, vast army, when it's really only 300 men, but they're anticipating a huge takeover, and they hear this loud commotion and see these bright lights. And in verse 21, each man stood at his position around the camp and watched as all the Midianites rushed around in a panic, shouting as they ran to escape. When the 300 Israelites blew their ram's horn, the Lord caused the warriors in the camp to fight against each other with their swords. 
Those who were not killed fled to places as far away as Beth Shittah, near Zerarah, and to the border of Abel Mohala, near Tabath. So there's vast confusion and panic, and their own men start running around, and they think it's the other men coming at them, so they start killing each other without even realizing it. In verse 23, Then Gideon sent for the warriors of Naphtali, Asher, and Manasseh, who joined in chasing the army of Midian. Gideon also sent messengers throughout the hill country of Ephraim, saying, Come down to attack the Midianites. Cut them off at the shallow crossings of the Jordan River at Beth Barah. So all the men of Ephraim did as they were told. They captured Oreb and Zeb, the two Midianite commanders, killing Oreb at the rock of Oreb and Zeb at the winepress of Zeb. And they continued to chase the Midianites. Afterward, the Israelites brought the heads of Oreb and Zeb to Gideon, who was by the Jordan River. So they get success. They used, God used his obedience and built up his faith. And he took out the Midianites without a single bit of strength and might from Gideon and his tribe themselves. They had to follow. They had to bravely put one foot forth in front of the other. But this war was won not by their strength or abilities. It was won by God's strength and God's doing and God's abilities. We can do everything with God. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. And success means joining Jesus wherever he is in humility and dependence and obedience 100% on him because Jesus is capable. Jesus is the victor. Jesus is our warrior. Jesus is our safety. Jesus is our strength. Jesus is our everything. And he has us. And we can trust God with our lives. It may look defeating, whatever we're facing, whatever battle lies ahead. It may look impossible. But with God, everything is possible. Let me say that formula one more time. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. So that is how Gideon and his men took over and destroyed the Midianites, but they did not do it by their might. It was all by God, God working through them. Thanks, y'all. Have a great day.